Welcome to Dual Chat with Brittany and Cynthia, where we talk about drama shows from shows ranging from the 90s to today. Hi, everyone. I'm Brittany. And I'm Cynthia. In this podcast, we will be starting off with Dawson's Creek. The first episode aired on January 20th, 1998. We start off with Joey and Dawson in Dawson's room facing the TV watching the movie Gandhi. The movie ends and the weather report um, shows on screen. And Joey and Dawson make a comment over her hair the weather woman, who also happens to be Dawson's mom. But Dawson is way too busy being focused on the way his mother is speaking to her, her co-anchor, Bob, with her bee sounding very soft. Don't you think he's a little obsessed with it? Yeah, a little bit, and I'm surprised he has the recordings on tape to keep watching over and over again and right. making it worse. And then, after the anchor report ends... Joey begins to pawn her shoes to leave, but Dawson is confused because she's spent the night at his, at his house every night for many years. We're not sure how long, but she says she probably can't anymore because they are too old. They are 15 now. Um, Dawson's confused. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, 15? Why in the world are they bringing it up now? Wouldn't right. they bring it up at like 12? Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes no sense. Right. But Okay. And then she continues that they're starting high school at 15. Also a little off with the year there. Yeah, like what grade are they in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everything was perfectly fine until Joey brought this up. So Dawson's kind of mad about it. But they end up play fighting in his bed and they make up and they promise to stay friends no matter how much their bodies change. But they end up sleeping in his bed, facing away from each other. And at the last moment, Dawson asks, why did you have to bring this up anyway? And next, we move to the theme song titled, I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole. Well, before that. Yes. Did you notice it was uncomfortable to watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could feel the awkward tension. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene after the theme song, we come back to Joey lying on a beach chair on a pier by a lake with her eyes closed until she's pulled in by a guy dressed as a Loch Ness monster, Dawson's friend Pacey. But then Dawson yells cut behind a camera, and Joey and Pacey get out of the water, and Dawson stresses out that he won't finish his short film in time for the festival. So Dawson is very into filmmaking, and he it's definitely going to be having a lot of opinions about how everything's going to go. And now... After they're done filming and talk about the time, the deadline, we see Jen enter out of a taxi and in slow motion towards the group, and she introduces herself. She remembers Dawson from years ago. After mentioning this, Dawson remembers her as well. She's in town because her grandfather had a medical emergency. After a moment, she says she must go because her grandmother is waiting for her. Dawson watches as she leaves. And the boys were so excited. Mm Mm-hmm. To shake her hand. Yep. Didn't you see the big smiles on their faces? Mm-hmm. And then Joey being so jealous. Yep. They're completely mesmerized by her. Yes. Yes. So now Joey went home. And now it's just Pacey and Dawson walking back to his house. And on the way there, Pacey wonders if Jenna's a virgin, asking if Dawson's going to sleep with her. And Dawson replies, we just met. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah, at least someone has their head on straight about that. 
and now pacing Dawson walk into the house and right into the living room to where Dawson's parents are making out. Of course, Dawson's completely grossed out, and Pacey has a smile across his face. Oh, no, he was laughing, mm-hmm. which made me laugh. Yeah. And now we see Joey getting home after rolling across the lake because she lives across the lake from Dawson. And we meet her brother-in-law, Bodie, who walks out with a pan of food for her to taste. And then a moment later, we meet Bessie, Joey's sister, who steps out out of the house with her pregnant belly and scolds Joey about stealing her clothes. She walks into the house. Joey does. And the next scene, we have Dawson and Pacey working at a counter in a video store. Those were the days when we could rent movies. Yeah, I miss those days. Me too. Until an older woman named Tamara walks in and is instantly, instantly has Pacey's attention. Well, did you see how she just walked in that slow-mo? I mean, really? Yeah, just like Jen. Yep. She asks about the movie The Graduate and Pacey starts stumbling over his words while talking to her. So Dawson ends up giving her the tape. She leaves, but not without telling Pacey it was nice to meet him. Pacey and Dawson argue if she was flirting with Pacey or not, but Dawson said that she wanted Dawson Hoffman from The Graduate, not him. And it was a really good thing Dawson was there because Pacey could not talk. Yep. He would have been there for a very long time when she just wanted one video. Yep. (laughs) And now we see Jen sitting by herself as the sun sets on the pier. Dawson sees her from afar and walks over. He walks up asking how her grandfather is. She responds, he's breathing with a light chuckle. Jen mentions about her, her grandmother's praying mentality, which is, which is awkward since she doesn't do the whole God theme. To change the subject, she grabs the, taste, the tapes Dawson is holding, and he has the um, creature from the Black Lagoon, humanoids from the deep, and Swamp Thing, all related to his film. He tells her, he tells her that he, it's research for his movie, and she asks why he's all about movies, and she sa- he says he rejects reality. And then we move back back to Dawson's house in his room where he shows Jen his movie posters featuring movies directed by Spielberg. He loves Spielberg. He has every single movie poster that he's ever done. Um, And then he has a theory that all the mysteries of the universe, all the answers to life's questions can be found in a Spielberg film. I don't know about that, but Spielberg has directed a lot of great movies. Yes, like Schindler's List. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a very important movie to be made and shown yes, to everybody. Yes, it was. Yes. We watched that sophomore year. Yep. And he also directed some of my favorites, the movies Hook and the 2021 version of The West Side Story. Next, we see Joey beginning to climb a ladder to Dawson's bedroom window until she hears the voices of Dawson and Jen. They continue talking until grand- Jen's grandmother can be heard calling her from outside next door. Joey finishes the climb to Dawson's window after Jen leaves. And it's kind of amazing she didn't get caught because Jen did peek her head out of the window, but yet did not see Joey, even though it should have been easy to. Yeah, it's definitely TV. Mm -hmm. And then once Joey is inside Dawson's room, he is once again looking at the tape of his mom as a news anchor with her her co-worker. And Dawson says, do you think my mom is sleeping with her coworker?" He points out moments in the tape. Joey responding, you're reaching. You're just looking for conflict. Everything's a potential script to you. Exactly. Yep. Always wants to look for something that might not even be there. Later on, we move to Jen, Jen's grandparents' house 
with Jen walking to her bedroom, into the bedroom of her grandparents. She sees her grandfather sleeping in bed. She greets him with a morning granddaddy. She notices notices the scar on his chest from surgery. I could not watch that part. Mm-hmm. It was gross. Yeah. Her grandmother walks in to let her know breakfast is ready. In the kitchen, Jen asks her grandmother about Dawson and Joey. Her grandmother responds that they are both trouble and to stay away, and that Joey has been climbing into Dawson's bedroom for 10 years. It's kind of amazing she has that observation. And, But during the scene, when they are in the kitchen, Jen and her grandmother, Brittany pointed out that there was a mic in the frame of the shot. Because back then, the ratio for TV was different than streaming, so now everything is a wider ratio, so we can see a lot more that wasn't really planned to be noticed before. Yep, it was just one second. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think of Graham? Well, I can see where she's coming from. She reminds me a lot of my grandmother and her religious beliefs. Um, But Jen and how she takes that is very different from my perspective. Um... I just kind of go along with everything. I don't really question or say anything about what I believe. But Jen has a whole different story. She lets her grandmother know how she feels. Yeah, and um, Jen's grandmother says that she should go to church because it would do her well after everything that happened in New York. We don't know what happened yet. We might later on. But Jen says that it's up to her if she thinks church will be good for her or not. But her grandmother, being the adult and the grandmother, she says that she really should go. But then Jen says, it's okay. Um, I will respect your beliefs if you respect mine. And then the next scene is at school. Well, that's where I I have a hard time because I get that, you know, I mean, I feel like if she was, if Jen was out of control, Mm -hmm. partying, drinking, you know, staying out all night, Mm -hmm. I could see like trying to, you know, control her a little bit and like, you know, go to church sometimes. But Jen seems like she's a good kid. Right. So, you know, I mean, yeah, she's under your roof, Mm -hmm. but she's not your kid. Yeah. So it's just, it's a hard one. Yeah. There's no need to be so strict unless she's just going off by what happened in New York. But again, we don't know what happened in New York. So, So, I mean, just from the first episode, I mean, Mm -hmm. she seems like a good kid. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that later on in the series. But right now, we finally get to school. They go to school that's called Cape Side High. And the sign says, Home of the Wildcats. And I couldn't help but think about High School Musical with the same mascot. So we start off with Jen at her locker when Nellie, the daughter of the video store owner, owner, introduces herself. Making Jen ask Nellie as in Little House on the Prairie. Nellie finishes. Her parents were big fans of the show, but she's nothing like Nellie. Now, Nellie is seen as kind of like the cool slash mean girl of the school for a minute here. Yeah, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. And she asks Jen if she likes to party, and Jen's like, party or party party? And Nellie's like, party, party. But Jen being very forward with everybody and what she believes and thinks, which is very good of her. She says, no, she can have fun without using any substances. And Nellie is right away disinterested and uninterested and walks away. But before that, before the party part, she did try to like reel her in asking how Jen's grandfather is. But before Jen could even reply, that's when she brought up the partying part. So 
Yeah, it's like she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She, act, she acted like she did, but she doesn't. How rude. Yep, so that just shows the kind of person she is. And then we see Dawson walk up to Jen, and they end up not having the same homeroom, but the classrooms are near near each other, so Dawson walks Jen to her class. And now next we see Pacey in his class. It's English class, and everybody's in their seat but him. He is trying to balance a textbook on his head, showing him to be like the class clown. And what do you know, the teacher walks in a moment later, and sure enough, it is the same woman he saw at work at the video store, Tamara. And he's taken off guard by this, so he almost drops his textbook. And she walks up to him and says that you should probably call me Miss Jacobs during class. And now this is great news for him because now he's going to be really interested in his class, but at the same time not listen to whatever she says. Yeah, he's going to learn nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then next, Jen walks into her biology class and sees that Joey is there. The seat next to Joey is empty, so Jen sits next to her. Jen says that she's happy to have someone in class that she knows. But Joey doesn't seem too happy to be in the same class as her because she is definitely really jealous of how she got Dawson's attention earlier outside when they were done filming the little film for Dawson and his project. Mm-hmm. She should just be happy. She knows someone in the class. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. Yep, since they're starting their first year of high school at 15. (laughs) So now we see Dawson walk into an empty classroom. But I did notice that he walked past the movie poster of I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997. And I did recently just watch that. So that was cool to see. Um, Did you watch that movie? No. Well, it was good for someone who doesn't really like horror movies. I thought it was good for me. Um, It has... Jennifer Love Hewitt and um, what's her name from Michelle, Sarah, Michelle Geller. Yeah, they're the both female leads. Um, and also uh, Prince Freddie, Ju- Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, um, I'm not good with memory names. Um, he was also in there I kind of am. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to work out here. Um, yeah, so he walks up to the teacher. The teacher is watching a movie on the the old roll TVs on the wheels, you know, the big box TVs back in the day. Way back in the day. <laughs> now I think they just use projectors to watch films, I'm pretty sure, in classrooms. We have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but Dawson immediately recognizes the movie. He starts stating all the facts, and it is Psycho 1960s, so he knows all about that, all about the classic movies. And the teacher... Um, Assumes that Dawson's going to be in his film class. But then Dawson says no because um, he did sign up for it, but he was rejected. So then once he told the teacher that he was a sophomore, as presumed for some reason, not freshman, um, the teacher says that's why he wasn't accepted because he's an underclassman and the class is only for juniors. Are there any high schools that start out sophomore year? I don't think so. I don't know. Probably not. I'm, I'm just not wondering. Sure. Yeah. Because that's a little odd. Mm-hmm. So Dawson tries to have the teacher make an exception for him, but of course he said he can't because that wouldn't be fair to anyone else that wants to be in the class. So now Jen catches up to Joey in the hallway and is very forward with asking Joey if she and Dawson are a thing. Joey says, no, we're just friends. 
And then Jen continues saying that her grandmother warned her about both of them and asked why she, sh- why she would say that. And then for Joey's, uh, to defend herself, Joey said that there's probably a list of reasons why that her grandmother doesn't like her. She's talked about, she mentioned her dad being in prison and then her sister being impregnated by her black boyfriend. Um, and then she's interrupted by Jen by asking why Joey's father is in prison. She answers with a conspiracy to traffic marijuana. Joey tells Jen her mother had passed away from cancer before telling, but before anything else um, continued on, Joey made sure to tell Jen that Dawson does like her and to not abuse his feelings. But what about Joey's feelings? Because I don't think she's thinking about them. No. And then later, everybody's at lunch. And we see Joey, Jen, and Dawson. But Jen is in the middle between Dawson and Joey. So they start talking, Dawson and Jen, about his film and all like everything about films. And this really annoys Joey. You can see her rolling her eyes, already showing more signs of jealousy. And back in Miss Jacobs' classroom, we see Pacey walking to ask her about how the graduate was that she rented before. Pacey asked her if she's seen the summer of 42. And the teacher said no. She needs to refresh her memory on it. So uh, Pacey gives her the synopsis and it sounds very similar to what's happening here in this scenario because he said it's about a beautiful woman who seduces a young boy on the verge of manhood very hard to hear that's very gross um and if she did end up saying it is a favorite of hers but afterward but if it's a favorite then why would she need to have her memory be refreshed on it i have no idea that seems like a little leading on but she does mention she's seen a movie at the movie theater soon and that he says maybe he'll check it out. I'm sure he will. Mm-hmm. Now, Pacey meets Joey in the hallway and tells him about the video woman being his English teacher. He says he wants them both to go to the movies to stalk her. Like he just said stalk. You know, he wasn't vague about it. He just said stalk, okay? Very forward. Yeah, very creepy. Dawson says no and to forget about her because him hooking up with his teacher isn't going to happen. No, it's gross. Mm -hmm. But Pacey tries to argue with him that he has a chance. And if Dawson goes, he can bring Jen. They see Jen talking to a football player down the hall. Of course, Dawson hates this. Once the football player walks away, Dawson closes in on Jen and mentions about her talking to the guy. Now, trying to turn her off from him, he says some very immature things. Um, He basically says that he's mentally ill, queer, and shops at Victoria's Secret. But she responds with, but can he run in pumps? So that made me laugh. That was a good line. And then we cut to outside with Joey walking when Dawson pulls up on his bike and begs her basically to go on a double date with him, Jen, and Pacey. And um, Joey, after begging, says yes, of course. And after he, uh, b- before he writes off, he says nothing will change about the relationship. About their relationship, he didn't say friendship. I noticed that he said relationship. Did you notice that? I wasn't listening to anything he said. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say that. He said nothing will change about the relationship. Um. 
and that they can talk about anything and then he takes off but the look on joey's face after he leaves says maybe they can't so i noticed that as well now jen is back at home telling her grandmother about her plans to go to the movies with everybody and her grandmother of course gives her a catch about going to church um with her if um so basically like she'll let jen hang out with them if she will go to church with her so um jen says like i said she decides she she would decide for herself if church would be helpful or not and she says grams i really love you but you're gonna have to lighten up and i agree and she has to remember that jen is a teenager so that's a time when you know they want to explore and experience things you know because mm-hmm. they're young but graham should just be happy jen isn't out partying mm-hmm. like nelly wanted her to do yeah just going in the movies nothing crazy about that now this was a little awkward for dawson again and his parents but he walks into the living room where his dad is watching his wife on tv dawson says he's leaving once his dad mentions watching his wife work is the best kind of foreplay and he said, have fun, play safe. And Dawson said, condom chat is premature. If sex is so important, then how come Spielberg has never had a sex scene in one of his movies? Again, he's brought up his Spielberg theory. So that's what he's going off of is those movies. That's not going to help much. In his world, it might. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next, we see Joey running out of the door because she's late for the, late, for the double day at the movies. But before she leaves, Bess grabs Joey's face to put lipstick on her lips. This is a sweet sister moment and something I'm sure Joey's mom would do if she were alive. Yes, I like that moment. Mm-hmm. Now we see the core four, as I'm calling them, walking to the movies together. Jen tries starting small talk with Joey, you know, to be nice. But then Joey, very unnice, changes the top topic straight to just straight to sex, just right there. By asking Jen if she's a virgin. because yeah, very bold. Yeah, because Dawson's a virgin, and she said two virgins makes for a clumsy first encounter, don't you think? And, you know, this embarrassed... Da- Dawson's just continuously being embarrassed by everybody. First his parents, Joey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel bad for him in this episode. Oh, you do? Yeah, because everybody's just, you know, going at it like this. Oh, aren't you nice? Mm-hmm. So anyways... Dawson tries to, you know, take the conversation back, but um, the question doesn't startle Jen, so she asks the same question right back to Joey. And Joey's like, please, years ago, trucker named Bubba, and this makes Dawson pull Joey to the side and ask her what is up with her. She just stares at him before he goes over to the ticket booth. See, he shouldn't have invited her. He should have just went with Jen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he just tried not to like put too much pressure on Jen if it looked like a date like that. So that's what he was going at. Yeah, but he wanted to go on a date. So mm-hmm. he should have just said that. Yeah. But Joey just keeps continuing. And, and Joey's so blunt that he needs yeah. to <laughs> mm-hmm. do something about it. Right. Yeah, Joey just keeps showing her jealous side a little way too much. But you think um, with them now going to sit together in a dark room to watch a movie would, you know, at least make things calm down. But nope. But before we go back to Joey, Pacey does spot Tamara and gets up to go talk to her. So that leaves the three, Joey, Dawson, and Jen. 
And just like the lunch table, Jen is in the middle and Dawson is on one side and Joey the other. And during the movie, Dawson very slowly begins moving his hand closest that's closest to Jen over to her to hold her hand. And Joey instantly notices this in the dark room. And um, to make them um, to stop holding hands, she right again starts talking to Jen about questions she really should not be asking. They're way too personal that I was shocked to believe a 15-year-old even knew anything about. I don't know about you. I am quoting her just to be clear on that. Joey ends up asking Jen if she's a size queen. Like I said, I was shocked because not only is she only 15 and asking that question, but she is in public where everybody can hear her in a dark, quiet movie theater. She doesn't care. Yeah, she's just, she's not thinking very clearly at all. She's just letting her jealousy drive her to do whatever, you know. And like I said, Jen keeps, you know, playing along and keeps asking her the same questions. And as Joey begins to answer, Dawson grabs her wrist to pull her outside of the theater I to mean, talk that to was her. Funny. Yeah. But Joey gets the last word before they leave by asking, Did you see the long fingers? And again, shocking to say in front of people. Like, I would just tell her to go home at that point. You know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't have invited her, so yeah. <laughs> he made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Now we cut to Pacey talking to Tamara. You know, this is going to be something. I he, mean, in the movie theater where everybody's there. Yep. Once again, just oh. these kids just doing everything in public. And then, um, so he sits down next to her because the seat next to her is empty. He starts talking about the movie that um, they were talking about before and that he reserved her name um, under it at the video store. He starts saying that maybe he could go over to her place to watch it together until an older man walks up to their seats. Pacey, clearly offended, asks, who's this guy? Miss Jacobs invited me herself. So then she tries to really start to get things. She tries to set things straight with Pacey. But of course, with his crush, she's not going to completely listen. And his focus is on the guy in front of him right now. So Tamara said that this is Benji, her friend. And Benji tells Pacey that he'll help him find a seat, grabbing his arms to pull him out, um, to pull him up. But then Pacey tells Benji to take his hands off him. He gets up to face him and ends up turning slightly and spilling his popcorn over the guy in the row behind him. Now, this guy's offended by that. So the guy stands up and punches his Pacey right in the face. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Mm-hmm. It was a good punch, too. Now, we don't see what happens after that because we go back to Joey and Dawson in the lobby of the theater. And Joey goes on about that since Jen has been in town, Dawson hasn't said one word to her. Not true. Dawson says, as his friend, he thought she would understand how he likes Jen. Joey tells him he's so removed from his life, he can't see what's right in front of him. Yeah, the fact that Joey likes him. Mm-hmm. And that his life is a fairy tale, and he, just wants, and he just wants conflict for his script, and to stop living in the movies and grow up. She did have a point there, but, yes, everything, true, but... everything she said that, that before that was just unnecessary. Very unnecessary. So now the next scene, we see Dawson walk Jen home. She tells him thanks for making her transition to town easier because things have been scary with her grandfather's health. They don't kiss, but Jen says to pretend they did before walking inside the house. Now, did you see Graham by the door just waiting? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just so awkward. Yeah, so of course, Jen wasn't going to kiss him. 
I mean, she wasn't ready to anyways, but not with her grandmother, especially out really, like right there. I don't know. She's just like stalking them. Mm-hmm. Now, this happens a couple of times, but Pacey finds his, finds Miss Jacobs at the pier late at night. Late at night now, like really late. And she asks if he's okay, referring to the punch he got earlier. He says he'll live. Then he calls her out by saying she was a liar and just wasn't, and just wasn't renting a movie. He says flirting with a young boy like him makes her feel young. She says that he isn't a young boy and ends up kissing him until she pulls away realizing what she did. That made my skin crawl. That was difficult to watch. If anyone, if he tells anyone, she'll get fired instantly, as she should. Right. That's just... Mm-hmm. Because it's not like he's even close to legal age. He's 15. Right. I mean, he can't even drive. Yeah. So that just makes things a whole lot worse. I know. He's still a baby. Mm-hmm. Has a baby face, too. Right. Just can't see it really right now because of the whole black eye issue. <laughs> But Dawson is in his room now, about to put his backpack in his closet when he notices Joey sitting down on the floor. <clears throat> After what happened last night, he asked her, I mean, tonight, he asked her, what's going on with us? She says she has no idea. He says he's he's sorry for being an insensitive male. Surprised I didn't say guy, but male. And thought he was above it. And what they have is the only thing that makes sense to him, which was nice for her to hear. But... They talk about how he thought she looked pretty with the lipstick on that her sister put on her, but it didn't go past that. And she says she didn't want to hold Dawson's hand in the, th- in the theater, but she didn't want Jen holding it either. So, Liar. Mm-hmm. And then he says, where does that leave us? And she says, we're just growing up. She's about to slip out the window before Dawson asks where she's going. She starts saying that she can't sleep over anymore. Again, with that Here talk. we go again. Mm-hmm. And they can't talk the way that they used to. There are some there are some things they can't say. Again, just all of a sudden at 15. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I don't know if this was because it was too much for the WB ratings at the time in 98. But um, with her question to Jen before, I'm surprised she kind of phrased this differently for this one for Dawson. She said... How often do you walk your dog? And Dawson doesn't say anything to the question. But after a moment, he says, good night. Now, you know, when I was 15, I had a best guy friend, but never ever in a million years would I have even thought that question. So I don't know, but I didn't have a Dawson like Joey did. So because I guess he didn't answer, Joey started crying dramatically to the boat at the pier. But before she gets in the boat, he opens his bedroom window to yell and says, usually in the morning with Katie Couric. So she got her answer. So she starts laughing with a smile on her face as she rows off. Before she gets too far from Dawson's house, she sees Dawson's mom getting out of the car of her co-worker's car and kisses him goodnight. So, uh uh-oh, that just shows that Dawson wasn't reaching. He wasn't over observing anything. He was actually right. Yes. Now, if you were Joey, mm-hmm. what would you do? Um, well, I would be shocked. And um, if I knew my best friend's parents like that, I'd probably be, you know, almost hurt as if I was their kid as well. But um, 
I would probably start thinking like, should I tell Dawson? Should I not tell Dawson? Like, and like, or even like how long has this even been going on? And like, I can't believe he's right, you know? But at the same time, you don't want to tell him this info and break his heart. Right. Even though this is the kind of conflict he was looking for, you know? Yeah, so she sees his mom kiss her co-worker goodnight. And Joey does look up at Dawson's window to see if he also witnessed this, but she finds him gone, so he did not see anything. And that was the very end of the episode. What did you think of the episode? Um, as pilots go, it was... Be honest. Kind of, it was kind of slow until really the the movie theater scene. That's when things started, you know. Oh, why? Because Pacey got punched. Yeah, that was one part. Like I said, Joey's just really bold and risky with her questions and it's a small town right right like doesn't everybody go to the same movie theater Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean to just go up to your teacher like that and sit down i mean Mm -hmm. people would be thinking some things yeah like social media wasn't a theme back then but even just word by mouth would have been enough for it to go around well i mean didn't they have cameras camcorder cameras in 98 Want me to take a picture? Oh, yeah. the um, Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have that in the movie theater, though. No, but they could have it on them, and then they could have taken a picture of the two of them. Well, they didn't exit the... Like, like what? The pier, you mean? Like, that would make more sense. Anywhere. Yeah. They could have. There was cameras in the 90s. Yeah. You didn't know what it was until you got it printed. <laughs> What right. they look like. Yeah. But anybody could have taken a picture. Mm-hmm. Especially at the pier. That would have been the perfect place. Right. And then they could have printed it mm-hmm. and turned them in. Yeah. I think email was a thing at the time, but not everybody had an email, so that wouldn't have done much anyways. But yeah, they could have easily made copies and you know, put it everywhere at school probably. Yeah. They're not very smart. Yeah. That would have been really easy to do. All right. So what would you rate this episode? Um, Like out of... Like a 10? One the worst and 10 the best. Um, well, I've seen a lot of shows, so a lot of pilots. Um, I would say maybe somewhere between like a 6 and a 7, maybe. 7 the highest. What about you? Um, well, 7 seems so... High? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like 4. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing happening in the episode. Right. Nothing that was drawing me in. Mm -hmm. And it's not because it's the 90s people. (laughs) Because I do like the 90s shows. It's just, there was nothing happening. Right. So that's why I'm giving it a four. That's fair. All right. Now, who would be your best character from the episode Mm -hmm. and the worst? Well, the best would be Dawson. Just because he's just trying to make his film. And what? He, I know, I know. He is a little too much into his little Spielberg theory. But things were pretty much okay until Joey started, you know, the whole topic of them being too old to spend the night together anymore. And then ruining his date with Jen, you know. So he was just trying to, he was just trying to live his life and Joey was sure making oh, yeah, a mess of it right. you feel bad for him okay it, just in this episode so far okay and the worst joey what 
Like I said, she was what? making things bad for him. What? Especially Wait during the minute. date. Over the teacher? No, the date. Okay, but I'm saying the episode. Yeah. You're saying Joey's the worst over the teacher? Being Well, <laughs> main character-wise, I would say I Joey. I know, but this could be... Yeah, but overall, the teacher is definitely the worst. In your opinion. And then... Also, Dawson's mom, because she's having the affair. Okay, but you get one person. Okay, the teacher. The, <laughs> the teacher. teacher. Yeah. Uh, Tamara, Mrs. Jacobs, or Miss Jacobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what are yours? Well, the worst was the teacher. Okay. She was on the edge mm-hmm. until she kissed Pacey. Yeah. And then she was the worst. Mm-hmm. And then I chose the best was Jen. Yeah. Because she was trying with Joey. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, you know, pushing anything on Dawson or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, everyone was just kind of equal, but yeah, Dawson was annoying me. And um, so that's why. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so next episode, we will be moving on to the second episode that's titled Dance. So... So tune in next time. Yep. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Duo Chat. If you want to chime in with your opinion about this episode and the show we discussed, you can email us at duochatpodcast at gmail.com. And to keep up with updates about the podcast, you can follow us at Twitter at Duo Chat Podcast. And give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate it.